Before we get started with today's episode, we just wanted to let you know that if you are interested in trying audiobooks or have been eyeing an Audible membership, you can get two free audiobooks when you sign up for a free trial at bookriot.com audible. Most free trial offers for Audible only give you one download with your 30-day trial, but we're giving you two. Audiobooks are a great way to work more reading into your life, whether it's during your commute, while you're cooking, while you're at the gym, or whatever. So go to bookriot.com audible to sign up for your free trial and get two free audiobooks. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 85, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello! How is everyone doing? I hope you're all reading something fantastic. Lots of great books out there. So many keep rolling out every Tuesday. It's amazing. I'm feeling very chatty today. Uh, But before I start chatting at you... I wanted to tell you about today's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by New Year, New Reads from Mira Books and HQN. A resolution you can keep past February? Yes, please. Harlequin and their blockbuster series authors have got you covered with many ways to start your New Year, New Reads marathon reading. Mira Books and HQN are home to many authors with impressive backlists. And what better way to keep a marathon reading New Year's resolution than by diving into a series you can fall in love with from the very beginning? Start your New Year New Reads Marathon reading with backlist titles by Christina Dodd, Robin Carr, Cheryl Woods, Jude Devereaux, Brenda Novak, Sheila Roberts, and more. So, you can find them on social, like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all at Harlequin Books, and we thank them for sponsoring. So, last night, something really amazing happened. If you've seen my Instagram stories, you already know this, so just hold on tight. Uh, I just feel like telling you about it because, you know, we're pals and I like to tell you things. Um, So I was looking out the window because it was like that snow moon thing that was going on. It was very bright outside. I was looking out the window. It was the middle of the night into our backyard at the moon on the snow. And I saw a fox, which was really cool. I've never seen a fox before in our yard. And I couldn't tell if it was a red fox or a gray fox because it was kind of in the shadows. But it was walking across the snow in our backyard, and just as I thought that was the coolest thing I had seen, a skunk came running out from under the bushes and chased the fox out of the yard and chased it around the neighbor's yard, and then they ran off into the woods. It was it was amazing. I was like, nature is so rad. So cool. So I was like, well, mostly I just want to tell you that because that was neat. I lived like in a Disney movie. But also I was thinking about moons because last night was that super snow moon and uh, books that have moon in the title. So I thought I'd talk about a few of those, uh, starting with The Girl Who Drank the Moon by Kelly Barnhill. This was the 2017 Newbery Medal winner. It's a middle grade fairy tale-ish book. I love this book. It, it starts with, there's a village, and there's a witch in the forest, because there's always a witch in the forest. Um, and this village, every year, brings a baby and leaves it in the forest as an offering for the witch, because they think this protects them from her. Uh, and what they don't know is that the witch is actually super nice, really chill. Uh, and she finds these babies in the woods, and she's like, oh no, a baby in the woods. So she takes it to a village on the other side of the forest. And while she's bringing them there, she feeds them starlight and keeps them well and gives them to a nice family, and everything's great. But then this one year, she accidentally feeds a baby moonlight instead of starlight. And that means that the baby is going to have amazing powers. And so the witch feels very responsible. Like, I can't just hand her off when she's going to have these powers when she gets older. So she takes responsibility for the girl. She names her Luna. And when Luna is 13 years old, she's going to come into her powers. And it's kind of dangerous. She doesn't know what she's doing. 
And so she has to deal with that when she gets to be that age. And also, at the same time that she's coming into her powers, there's a young man from the village who's like, okay, enough with the giving the babies to the witch. You know, let's just get rid of the witch, and then we can keep the babies. So it's just amazing and wonderful. Kelly Barnhill is really great. Uh, I know I've talked about her books before. So that is The Girl Who Drank the Moon by Kelly Barnhill. There's also When the Moon is Low by Nadia Hashimi. It's about a woman named Fariba. She lives in Afghanistan with her husband. Uh, and her husband is an engineer who is murdered by the Taliban. And so she doesn't feel safe. She takes her three children and they flee Afghanistan. She's decided she's going to go to her sister's family in England. She's going to cross Europe. So she acquires these forged papers and takes her teenage son and her daughter and her baby and head out to try and get to her sister's place in England. But somewhere uh, in Greece, they are going through a busy market, and they become separated, uh, her and her children, from her teen son. He gets lost in the crowd, and she has this very hard decision to make. Like, what is she going to do? And she decides to continue. Like, she can't find him. She searches, but she cannot find him. So she goes ahead towards her sister's house. You know, and then it's sort of like the story of, like, both... What happens to her when she, you know, continues on her journey and also her son is now on the streets in Greece and he finds this sort of like group of, of underground kids and it's just a really moving, courageous story of war and borders and displacement and family and like, you know, things you could never imagine, you know, happening um, and th- that do happen. It's, it's very powerful. So that is When the Moon is Low by Nadia Hashimi. And there's also Throne of the Crescent Moon by Saladin Ahmed. It's about the Crescent Moon Kingdoms. There is a power struggle going on presently in the book uh, between the people in charge at the kingdom and the mysterious Falcon Prince, who is like this noted master thief everybody's talking about. Um, and while this like sort of trouble is brewing between them, there are a series of supernatural murders rock the kingdom. And so the three heroes of the book... Uh, a monster hunter, his assistant, and a woman with powers must solve the murders uh, to keep the kingdom from imploding, basically, or revolution happening, uh, or rebellion, I should say. So they start investigating what's going on, and the clues that they find lead them to the Falcon Prince's rebellion. Um, it's lots of fun. I haven't read the second one. Honestly, I can't even remember now if the second one came out, but I really enjoyed this one. It's Throne of the Crescent Moon by Saladin Ahmed. And my last moon book is The Killing Moon, which is book one in N.K. Jemisin's Dream Blood series. I believe it's a duology. I don't think that there's going to be a third book. I could be wrong, but I think it's just the two. Um, it's about an ancient city-state where peace rules, well, or more like the priests rule the city, and they keep the peace, and they remove troublemakers. And by remove, I mean kill. Uh, so they try to keep the peace in this city. And uh, one of the priests discovers that there is a conspiracy brewing in the Great Temple, and people are being murdered in their dreams and also in the streets. So the priest must decide whose side he is on and try and save the city. So that is The Killing Moon, and that is by N.K. Jemison. And related to Moon, I was thinking about stars, uh, because Broken Stars, Contemporary Chinese Fiction in Translation... Uh, edited by Ken Liu, is out this week. That's the top of my list of books to pick up. Really looking forward to reading that. And when I was researching this, 
like I sometimes I can't remember book titles that are like older than a couple years because I have so many in my head all the time. And I think that's true of a lot of people. Like when I do questions and I ask people their favorite books, like almost every single time a book that has come out in the last year is mentioned in one of their favorite books because I think like what's fresh in your mind is what you remember. So um, I was thinking like there are so many books with stars in the title, probably like twice as many as books with moon in the title. And there are lots of books with moon in the title. And I, maybe we've discussed this before, but I was kind of like wondering like what the most popular word in book titles is. Maybe love, girl, I don't know. Um, I do know from shelving my books alphabetically by title that it's always S. It seems to be that there are more book titles that start with S than any other letter. Assuming you're not alphabetizing by the word the, it's S and then M and then B. And when I look at my old journals of titles that I kept track of, like when I would put them in down by alph- alphabetically, put them down by alphabetically, I would put them down alphabetically. I always had more books that served with S than any other title. And so I, I don't think that's just unique to me, but maybe. I just, it's just like my super nerdy stuff that I'm telling you right now. Um, so today for Dealer's Choice, speaking of super nerdy weird stuff, uh, someone recently brought up Lace by Shirley Conran, which is this super trashy novel, like this dynasty type novel uh, that was made into a miniseries that I read when I was a kid and it just brought me way back, made me laugh. She also wrote this other book called Savages, which is like this group of um, very rich women who crash, uh, their plane crashes on an island and they have to survive. Um, there's absolute, like, just delightful trash, sort of like Sydney Sheldon books. And I remember that I read these in the high school library. Like, for some reason, I don't know if it was because nobody was paying attention, if they thought that the Sydney Sheldon was appropriate for teens, um, or the high school library, and perhaps was, like, reading these on her own and wanted to get them in. And I remember sitting in the library and I read, like, every Sydney Sheldon book and all the Shirley Conran books, and it just made me laugh that somebody brought them up. And I actually looked her up, and she's 86 years old now, Shirley Conran. Uh, she wrote several novels and also several books of nonfiction. Uh, it, but, uh, Wikipedia says that she stopped in 1990. She hasn't written a book since 1990, except for some random thing that is accounted for in 2014, which I cannot find on the internet anywhere. Um, but that is just, I don't know, I don't know if anyone else has read them. The, there was like a mini series. I think Phoebe Cates was in it. I'm just showing my age now, but uh, that just made me so happy. So anyway, this has been another episode of What Happens When Liberty's Brain is Left Unsupervised. Uh, So that is it for me this week, book lovers. Reminder again that you can go to Mirror Books and HQN at Harlequin Books and find out all about their New Year New Reads and go to bookriot.com slash audible to sign up for your free trial and get two free audiobooks. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. If you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Vanessa Diaz to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.